I'm absolutely overwhelmed. 36 years ago, I rented this bedsit here, which was one room in Notting Hill Gate for 30 pounds a week, which is about $50. And I cannot believe that 36 years later, I'm standing here as an almost 62 year old man having an Oscar nomination. <laughs> Non, c'est ce que je disais, oui, moi, c'est bâté, c'est de la blague. Après tout, tout est beau. Il n'y a qu'à s'intéresser aux choses et les trouver belles. The time has come. Catherine Bigelow! This and some of the other nice things that have happened to me in the last couple of days may turn me into some sort of hopeful optimist and ruin my whole life. Spoil? <laughs> Did he spoil me? No. I remember quite clearly, it was 1946 and I was four years old, my mother took see King Vidor's duel in the sun. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. Babel, Alejandro Gonzalez Iñárritu. I'm a man. Well, nobody's perfect. <laughs> Al film italiano Deserto Rosso di Michelangelo. It's just that all men are sure it never happened to them, and most women at one time or another have done it, so you do the math. Three artists in the presentation of the Palm d'Or. Adele, Lea, and Abdel, 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 Abdel. We won! Oh, it is not over. We must continue. Oh! Oh, I did not know that. Episode 93 of the Film Artemis podcast. Um, we're going to be going way 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 back to well february this year um when all our kind of fears came true um i'm joined by doug hello doug hello still in pain from last year (laughs) and also still recovering is joel hi everybody still in pain too so in case you haven't guest we are going to be talking about the oscars um just speaking about joel to start with the what we did the recording of the nominations and i believe when the two actresses were nominated for roma you screamed <laughs> both times one was louder than the other um and that was as, that was as good as it got i think for you and then after that it was yeah it was a tragedy somehow <laughs> Because I remember when I saw, when I heard, sorry, uh, Marina de Tavira's name. Yeah. What came mm. to my mind quickly is, Roma is going to win. Because mm. how, how do you nominate her? Because, of, of course, she did a great job in the movie, but she hadn't appeared anywhere in, in the critic circuit, uh, in, the, in the big awards, uh, how we call them. Uh, so it was a huge surprise to see her there and it meant something you know it meant that people really loved the movie that it was getting support that probably uh it was going to be the first foreign sorry first international <laughs> film uh <laughs> to win best picture and also the first one uh, coming from a streaming service which is netflix and yeah uh, somehow it didn't happen and I thought she was deserved as well. I thought she was my favourite thing about the film. I thought Yulitsa was the lead, fair enough. I'm not sure if her nomination was deserved, more of a token. But I think Marina's nomination was was like that. Hang on. Actors 
actors like this film, actors like the acting in this film, th this has to be more than a token now. It, we were wrong, it wasn't. But um, quickly, what I'm going to mention is that there's, there was backlashes against two other films. The guy getting his willy out on set, apparently, bad <laughs> representation of history and, and silly tweets resurfaced and then there's another film where another bad representation of history uh, a not very good film in all honesty uh, director threw off the set for sexual allegations and these things with people like me who I didn't really think like the, the film can't the films can't win now because of that you know but I think there's other people that are, you throw <laughs> mud at these films but Roma didn't win because it was Netflix and Star is Born didn't win because the actors probably thought the directors didn't nominate the actor, to, you know, as a director, so that's not going to win. There's other reasons why these films, and nobody talks about this, you know, a film doesn't win because it's on Netflix. It's absolutely ludicrous mm. based on whether you like streaming services or not or where cinema's going. The quality of that film, he wins Best Director and he wins two other Academy Awards. They loved it. Well, why not Best Picture? Doug. I mean, was it your, it's your film of the year, was it? It was, and for the, I think, fourth or fifth year in a row, I was wrong with Best Picture. Like, it was my prediction, as, as for most of it. But, um, yeah, it's funny with the Netflix thing, because obviously now, just one year later, we're looking at a situation where Netflix could potentially sweep most of the categories. They have so many contenders this year, and no one's considering the Netflix tag to be sort of a killer like it was last year. And yet it's only been 12 months and somehow, like we're not talking about Marriage Story can't win Best Picture because it's a Netflix film or, or The Irishman or um, Dolomite Is My Name. or you know, Like it's, it's somehow they've, they've already managed to sort of flip narrative where we're not talking about it as such a negative anymore. But for Roma, I think it was... It's something that it just couldn't overcome, um, especially with people like Spielberg in those that sort of last stages of voting was quite vocal against it. And, you know, heaven knows what he was saying behind closed doors as well, um, that, that that really discouraged people, that it was it was something to fear, that it was, you know, awarding a streaming service was somehow sending a message to people not to go to the cinema anymore or you know it was so ri ridiculous given it still had a theatrical run and probably had the same size theatrical run that it would have had anyway given it's a foreign language film um, uh, so I, I i don't know what the 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 like the horrible fear about netflix works against roma like that and yet it's not doing it this year for I guess more accessible films. Well, more American films. I think yeah, exactly. Had Roma yeah. been direct, I wouldn't say directed by as well. Koran is loved, but an American director making an American film would Roma have been in a better position? I mean, the answer is yes, isn't it? Surely. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's what we're looking at with the Irishman. Is it? It's it's a it's an equally as beloved and revered director but it's an american story it's it's in english it stars american actors it doesn't have the same problems mm -hmm. yeah. 
So, Joe, what's your opinion on that? I'm not saying America's racist, but <laughs> I'm saying that the, the Netflix tag was kind of was kind of above the well, it's a foreign language film. They're not going to give it for that, you know. Yeah, but it's, it, it's, it is is that as a massive part of it? Probably more than Netflix, is it not? I mean, I'm gonna think about what Bong uh, Bong Joon Ho say uh, recently about the Oscars that. I think he was asked uh, how he felt about being a contender, you know, to win uh, everything in the end. Uh, about uh, from Parasite, of course, uh, and he said something in, in, like, uh, "Yeah, I'm happy, but at the same time, it's like the the Oscars are an American thing, you know. Uh, so it doesn't mean anything. It's not international. It's not like Cannes." Uh, the Camping Festival, that it's something that recognizes uh, everything that's uh, happening around the world. Uh, uh, last year, of course, it won uh, Japan's uh, Shoplifters was the one that was the one film that won uh, the Palm d'Or. And of course, this year was Parasite. Uh, so, yeah, it, it, comparing to other awards, you know, the Oscars obviously are gonna. Um, are gonna uh, support uh, where they're coming from, which is the United States. The, I think the foreign language film is a thing as well, and like you say, the the, the, the big American story, which was <laughs> Green Book, um, <laughs> which, and Bohemian Rhapsody, which we're going to talk about as well, they, we can't really separate those two films. You know, the, the homosexual element as well, both of those films was kind of Ah, uh, well, we're not going to talk about that. We're not bothered. Freddie Mercury's parents and his his, his background, his culture, where he's from, was touched upon, and it was it was a terrible, terrible story, terrible screenplay. You know, Freddie Mercury deserves better than that. But should we talk about those two films, or should we talk about some of the other films, the favourite, which was also shafted? You know, <laughs> apart from Best Actress, but then. Apparently she stole it from Glenn Close, so we can't even enjoy that. It's frustrating for Glenn Close, but for me that was the highlight of the night because I thought yeah. it was going zero for ten. Well, and, and it looks even better in retrospect with the, the other wins. It certainly made you feel a lot better because at least we got one that we could really celebrate and yeah. will continue to celebrate for years. I think when people watch The Favourite in years to come, they will be like, oh, yeah, you know, that that was an Academy Award-winning performance. I can see exactly why that won. Whereas I think when people watch Bohemian Rhapsody in the future and 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 think about Rami winning Best Actor, it will probably be a bit of a head-scratcher. But, I mean, no one can deny that Olivia Colman deserved to win that. As, as bittersweet as it was to see Glenn Close lose, because, I mean, we all wanted to see her win. The, the, the sort of career win is always great, even if it's not for their probably their best performance ever, kind of like Julianne Moore's was. Um, the better performance won at the end of the day, and that so rarely happens anymore. We are always in a situation where there's another narrative behind why the person won. And with Coleman, it's performance. That That's honestly all it was. And it's it's so pleasing that that can still happen in this day and age. Mahesha Ali, then, uh, did, did we... 
I think it's, it's solid all the way through, yeah. But is, a, is the lead for a start? Oh, mm. no, yeah. no denying it. No denying whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Call lead. Do you um, think he deserved it? I mean, what <laughs> frustrates me the, mo- the most about him winning uh, Best Supporting Actor is the fact that he's not a supporting actor in the film. Yeah. He's a mm. lead. That's the, that's the most frustrating part for me, at well, least. He's the focal because point, I, isn't he? He's, he's maybe not the lead in time, but he's the, he's the character that drives the story. Of course, and, and the movie is, is basically <laughs> the movie. The movie is basically about him, you know, uh, in different point of views. Yeah, his his point of view and uh, Vigo's character points of view. So it's the movie is about him basically, and you know, he didn't he didn't do a bad job at acting. I thought he was great. I thought he was the best part of the film, yeah. but. If we place him, I don't know, in the lead category, for example, I still think he doesn't. He, he wasn't supposed to win. He was maybe the top in the top three of the nominees, but not my winner that year. I would have, uh, that. I would have been happier so, with that, though. <laughs> you know, yeah. Exact, to be yeah, Malik, you know. Uh, who was speaking that year? Um, oh, Bradley Cooper, of course, and that was my choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, in supporting actor, I had uh, Richard E. Grant, which did a wonderful job I mean, in yeah. Can You Ever Forgive Me. Yeah, he was yeah. he was my winner all along, but it didn't happen. And fuck you, I'm I think <laughs> Mahershala's performance is it's such an Oscar bait performance. It's one of those things where it, it looks like they had Oscars in mind the entire time. And you compare that to something like Can You Ever Forgive Me and what Richard E. Grant was doing. He wasn't thinking about the Oscars. He wasn't thinking about, I'm going to get nominated for this performance. I'm going to go all out. I'm going to, you know, give that big speech and do all these moments because I know that's what what voters want to see. He just gave a terrific performance. And then his his next best performance was the way he held himself during award season. He was such a delight that entire season, he was just so overwhelmed to be at every award show and get every nomination. And, and, and obviously he won quite a few critics awards as well. And he, he would have given just an amazing speech. He would have, it would have been such a moment because he was just so damn happy to be there. Mm-hmm. And yet Mahershala had obviously already been through this before. He'd won before. I'm not saying he gave a bad speech, or he wasn't humble, but at certain points it honestly felt like Mahershala was a bit embarrassed by the whole thing because I, I don't think he actually wanted to win for this film at the end of the day. No. Yeah. I think probably yeah, he's definitely one of the better elements of the film if we mm-hmm. if we have to pick out what. I prefer his performance over Vigo, that's for sure. Yeah, well, by my miles. It's my, my favourite of the three wins for Green Book yeah. because yeah. I think in some ways... You can explain the best picture win. You can explain mm-hmm. it. Amer- Americans feel good. Took them back mm-hmm. to 1980s. But the, the screenplay win for me was was yeah. a head scratcher. Outright regardless mm-hmm. who it was competing against. Mm-hmm. But you look mm-hmm. at that list and you look at the ones that didn't get in. Eighth grade, for example. Mm-hmm. And the favourite, the, the, the innovation. First reformed. <laughs> yeah, the, the, these, you know... Oh. And they give it to that. That's when you, that, that's when I was watching them, thinking, 
this this is this is there's no way this is not what the best picture now. They're giving it <laughs> yeah. they're giving yeah. it that. And that's usually like yeah. a consolation. The consolation prize is screenplay sometimes. You think, oh well that's not winning now. But with that it was the other way around. It was like, oh they really are going full full force <laughs> Yeah, um, it's and it's shocking because if you think uh the first reform it's 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 Paul Schrader. You know Paul Schrader's very good at, at doing this. But the favorite had had so much clever writing and dialogue mm. and mm. it's 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 a beautiful piece of art and i'm very sad that it didn't want that night because it it, it was the best screenplay of, of the bunch and it deserved more it deserved a lot of attention um so let's just we'll come back to green book but let's just cover bohemian rhapsody first and the same with green book i think green book is a better film but i think forget all the the mudslinging and the, and the controversy and I mean there was so much so many reasons why these films shouldn't have even been nominated <laughs> but it's just not a good film Bohemian Rhapsody, I know there's, there's people that are fans of it but for, even forget historical accuracy the editing <laughs> forget all that <laughs> it's, it's just not, it's a standard biopic ones we see all the time and think yeah that was okay but never I'll go anywhere near the Oscars I mean, what was I'm it not, I, 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 yeah, I, I don't know. I, I like it's it, to me, it's no different to something like Mamma Mia. That that one that got a similar box office reaction. It was a jukebox musical. It was a crowd pleaser. It was, I, I guess, because people felt it was something more important that it sort of tackled maybe more important issues. And it, it, it I, I don't know. I, it, it, I get box office can sometimes you know, lead to nominations and things, but it very rarely helps something win. But in this situation, it was like, well, this, this is film is just too big to ignore. And yet you had something like black Panther that did even better at the box office. So why, why wasn't that kind of carried along with that narrative? And with the Brian Singer stuff like that, that should have killed its Oscar campaign immediately. And yet it, it succeeded in spite of that. And, you know, just 12 months earlier, we had the whole Me Too movement starting and Time's Up and all that. And then the very next year, you're kind of saying, well, that doesn't matter anymore. This film, we, we walked out of the cinema with a big smile on our face because it finished with the Live Aid performance and wasn't that amazing. So I, it just had that, that crowd-pleaser element that, that usually doesn't equal Oscar nominations and especially not Oscar wins. So I, I'm still confounded by how well that movie did at the Oscars. I mean, when, when, it, when we look back in history now, it, it is the film that won the most awards that night, and that's actually unfathomable to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's nothing, but we can't erase that, we can't change, that's a fact. No. <sighs> For a moment, I thought, you mentioned that it was the film that won the most. It's true, it won four awards, uh, but it won four or five for a moment i really thought that it was gonna be the best yeah picture. yeah because it was like oh my god the only one missing is this picture boy is gonna win and i was like no 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 but then in one green book i was like no 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 so so yeah it was <laughs> it, it could have been worse something yeah yeah <laughs> I wonder how close oh my it was. god how close it was it, yeah. Even a preferential ballot, but even if you just just plain voting, if you just think it can't have been that far behind, because they obviously three of the the, the actor you can kind of understand, but the other three that it won, 
it, it to me it was like this debate I had with again some people from from the internet that the sound people and the editors don't seem to know what what their own craft is. No. Um, because <laughs> I'm not an expert on sound. I'm not an expert on, on editing, but I know that that film doesn't represent the, that that craft. I, I don't get it. You know, something like A Star Is Born, which was far more technically um, brilliant. Mm-hmm. as a film about music goes because that's usually a good indicator of but this was just to win both sounds and then to win editing mm. which I suppose yeah. is kind of like a director win for the film because he was instrumental in but he didn't, he didn't do a very good job well especially when we're talking about the, them basically using sound elements that already existed and then editing them into the film, whereas A Star Is Born obviously is completely original music. It had to record all that. It 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 recorded those live performances at um, I think it was Coachella and other sort of music festivals. So it had to record sounds live from the crowds and things like that. Whereas we know the Live Aid performance obviously wasn't recreated. It was it was a digital creation in the most part. Um, but I think when like like La La Land couldn't win both the sound categories and yet Bohemian Rhapsody can like that's that's unbelievable like it's just it it, it used so many elements that were just already there that it basically inserted into a film and I in, in terms of a technical achievement I don't think that comes anywhere close to creating something from scratch yeah. terrible you yeah. think of the films that films like A Quiet Place and The First Man you felt mm. that where you think, oh well, that sound, you know, different, two different, very different films, very different use of, but oh dear, when you've got these other really great films and films that didn't even crazy rich Asians, you know, Widows, If Beale Street, Hereditary, mm-hmm. that didn't really have any kind of chance in a Best Picture race. It it was like when we look back at that year, it was an incredibly strong year. There were so many amazing, amazing films, and yet those are the two that we ended up winning the most awards. It's it's crazy to think that we had so many great contenders. It, Roma aside, there were, there were so many other great films. Even something like Can You Ever Forgive Me should have been nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. Um, and I still think Mario Heller should have been nominated for Best Director as well. Mm-hmm. And yet we ended up in a situation where the biggest winners of the night were two of two of genuinely probably the worst films in contention. And I, I don't know if the voters were just like, you know what, we we just want we want something that makes us feel good. And both of those movies do. And I guess I guess with Roma, you like you weren't feeling good throughout the whole thing. Like it is a very slow burn movie. It, it's not as accessible as some of these other nominees where. Green Book is something you can probably throw on and be on your phone at the same time and still keep up with it. Yeah. Um, Bohemian Rhapsody, you probably don't even need to watch it. You just need to listen to it. You just need to listen to the music. <laughs> you can just you can listen to the soundtrack, basically, and, and get the same experience. Um, that's an easy vote because it's just like, yeah, I, you know, I, I remember both those films because I felt good throughout it. I, did, I wasn't challenged. I wasn't having to think and feel and analyse. I just I just got to watch and enjoy. Yeah. And it's not yeah. often when you look at Oscars, it, there's always like one like Driving Miss Daisy or Crash or whatever mm. where we think, oh, the one film spoiled it. But this year there was two. 
You know, yeah. and, and there are fans of these films. You know, when the Greenwood won the Audience Award, etc. Yeah, you know, made a yeah. lot of money, and there's Queen yeah. fans out there that don't really care about the politics of film. They just enjoyed it. I appreciate that. But mm. we're talking about the highest tier of recognition in the film industry, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Um, and those two pa- films, particularly the year after you give it to Shape of Water. To go from that, and even the year before with Moonlight, I just, I, mm-hmm. I still can't believe you go from those two films to Green Book. Like, that's that's such a, a step in a completely different direction. And uh, I feel bad now that, like, Rocketman is going to suffer because it's like, you know, we, we did that last year. We're not going to do it again this year. And yet Rocketman is a better film in every aspect. It's better acted. It's better scripted. It's better directed, even though it's sort of the same director in parts. Um, but every, everything about Rocketman and, and the music, the way that it's staged, it's it's not just like, you know, performances on, on a stage or in nightclubs and things. It's actually, it's a, it's a real musical in the real musical sense. And yet I still think that that film, if you took the music out of it, it actually still works because it's a really engaging story about, you know, a, a very troubled man and, and, and sort of journey he went through through his life and the struggles he went through with his sexuality. It actually focuses on his sexuality. Um, that, that that film, if you did an Elton John film and, and for whatever reason didn't include his music, it would still be a completely engaging story. And, and that doesn't happen in Bohemian Rhapsody. It relies on those performances to make a film. There, there's nothing else going on. And it was telling when, and I remember this moment because it was so ridiculous, that <laughs> when they showed the clips for the Best Actor nominees, they showed a clip of Rami Malek lip-syncing. <laughs> that was what they used as his clip. That would have been a clip. It was like, wow. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah it was like, that said it all where you didn't even have anything from his actual performance where he's actually speaking or actually doing anything. It was so obvious that this was about, he did a great job lip syncing. <laughs> I think something that helped Rocketman to be a better uh, film is the fact that Elton John was there. Uh, yeah. You know, because Freddie yeah. Mercury, obvi- for obvious reasons, is not here. Uh, and even though the band was in the process of telling the story too, uh, it's not the same. Uh, with mm. all due respect, I know they were friends of him or uh they share their work with him but you you, you are not Freddie Mercury and he's <laughs> the only person that's allowed to tell his story uh and he's not here to do it so maybe you should have fought this a little you know to make sure that you respect his uh his legacy yeah. better because guys sorry queen you're you're a great band but you did a bad job at this. And I don't believe that Brian May and Roger Taylor were, were completely behind that. And I, there seemed to be a lot of, when they were thanking him in the speeches, there was like, it almost felt to me like, as a the cynic in me was like, they're just, please, please don't say anything. You know, please don't go public with how inaccurate this was. Because they, <laughs> their, their characters in that film were, were a joke. Yeah. More so than the characters yeah. like Magmire's played and, and the others that, that were meant to be a joke. Because it, it presented a very sanitized version of everything. It was it was very cinematic in that you know it was just it was we all know that there were so many inaccuracies and it just it didn't really delve particularly deeply into it, it pretty much anything. It was a very sort of superfluous film, a very a very superficial film, a very base level biopic where we're not going to delve deeper into 
the characters and their motivations and 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 their flaws it, it presented everything as you know even the creation of the songs was you know it took 30 seconds to come up with something you know oh. someone said someone says another one, oh well another one bites the dust and all of a sudden there's a song from yeah, that you know tapping was, on oh, that's the someone's myth. tapping that's the yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the, they were cringy scenes <laughs> but I think I think Rocket Man. It seems that Elton was like, you know, go for it, go go for warts and all type movie. You know, portray me as as negatively as as I am. Like put put all my flaws up there. Show how how much of a diva I am, how difficult I am, how much of a drug addict I was. Um, you know how I basically went off the rails and then had to go and get help to save myself and and i think that's what a biopic is supposed to do it's not supposed to just present the good elements and the happy elements and the the positive stuff and rocket man is it's probably a little bit more of a difficult film to watch because it's not so sunny and rosy throughout the whole thing it does give you a, a very full uh dimensional view of elton john as a as a performer and as a person and that's i don't you don't walk away from bohemian rhapsody being like i really know who freddie mercury was i really got to the the guts of who he was as a person talented his own singing as well which i thought was yeah. a really yeah. brave move because it doesn't really sound absolutely like it doesn't really sound like it no but it no. really worked it's like a representation of it rather than him just lip syncing and brilliant performance as well what a shame he might just disappear i don't think I don't know, the critics The critics might go for him, uh, but that doesn't mean anything really, does it? Just, I want to talk quickly just on the critics, I was thinking about the critics awards are just sort of kind of started now. Um, and last year we had kind of Roma won a lot, the favourite mm. won, pretty much won all the techs all the way through, um, the, this costume. And then we had two actors, Tony, mm. Tony Collette and Ethan Hawke, Fair mm. to say they won about 90% of them. It was, out, it was, it was yeah. just unanimous. Yeah. And none of these films went on to win the respectively at the, at the Oscars. I mean, how this year going into it, we're all going to kind of cover it in our own way. How are you going to go into the Critics Awards? Are you going to not take them seriously? Are you going to sort of, well, I'm going to just make sure I keep that on the side because that might not be the... Do we know what the Academy's cup of tea is anymore? <laughs> Last year was a, I mean, to free Ethan Hawke and Tony Collette not to get in, and we kind of knew they wouldn't anyway, didn't we? Both those performers, I mean, particularly Tony Collette, the the support was there yeah. from not just the critics but from the the community. We like, and that's I guess that's what people say, like, oh, you know, Twitter doesn't decide the nominees and the winners, and because if it did, Tony Collette would actually absolutely be there, but. Uh, it, it's weird. Some some years you have people that that come through and sweep them from the beginning and and never stop and go from the critics all the way through to award season. And then I, I remember sort of the year before that, Willem Dafoe was winning everything for the Florida Project, and then somehow it just fell off once we got into the real guts of award season. Um, so it, 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 I guess it is hard to maintain from the beginning and. Critics have different tastes to what Academy voters do, or what the HFPA or or, or SAG um, and BAFTA. So, I guess you have to take everything in the early stages of award season with a grain of salt, yeah. um, and, and we don't get ahead of ourselves. And I, I guess last year, yeah, a lot of us were kind of like, we know Tony Collette is winning everything, but horror movies tend to, especially horror performances, tend to struggle. 
at the academy. So uh, it wasn't a huge surprise to hear her snubs, but it still hurt a lot. Yeah, we kind of knew, didn't we, that it, she wasn't mm. the fit for it. There's nothing mm. we can do about that, you know. But no. it was still like, you think you get enough steam, you would think eventually. This year, I could probably see maybe Lupita Nyong'o or even Florence Pugh being nominated at a lot of critics' awards and then ultimately not getting nominated at the Oscars. And I think, again, those are both horror performances that, that, that those movies have been so critically received extremely well. I think Lupita probably has a better chance because Us is probably a bit more of a commercial, more accessible horror film than what um, Midsummer obviously is. But we're, we're going to see someone do well or, or multiple people do well at these critics' awards and then completely disappear. Um, we'll just talk about this year's if you want a little bit just to compare I mean I know you mentioned the the, the Jojo Rabbit comparison audience award in Toronto mm. so therefore it's now in the same position as Green Book we all know it's not as easy as that but where do you see the comparisons if, if there are any apart from that audience award I think what well, as well it is slightly critically divisive. Um, it is strange, though, because it's it's done extremely well on Rotten Tomatoes, but on Metacritic, it's on, I think, like 50... It's in the 50s, whereas on, I think, Rotten Tomatoes, it's in the upper 80s or somewhere like that. So there's a, there's this huge disparity with the reviews for it, um, which I understand. I, I, I remember after I saw it, uh, in Toronto, the first thing I tweeted was, you know, this film is not going to be for everybody because it is a, a, a lot of people don't like that kind of satire. Um, it's not everyone's cup of tea, but it's it's so well made and it has so many beautiful messages in it that I feel like that cuts through the satire. The satire is just sort of the surface level of that film. and There's so much more going on, but I think a lot of people may not give it a chance because... It just doesn't look like their sort of film. Um, so, I, yeah, I've seen several people say that, that that's what this year's Green Book is, that it's going to be the one that if it does start winning or if it if even if it does somehow win Best Picture, that it's going to be a really divisive winner. And I don't think that. I think this year's Green Book is probably Joker, if anything. I wanted to uh, say something before we... Before I enter the Jojo Rabbit, because I can talk much about Jojo because <laughs> it hasn't been premiered here in Puerto Rico yet, okay. so I had to abstain from that one. Uh, but you were talking about Tony Collette before, and I wanted to say that compared to maybe Lupita's and Florence Pugh uh, this year, uh, Tony had to compete uh, with a lot of great performances that year in the mm. actress. Mm, so mm. that made it difficult too for her uh, also if you add the, op the obvious uh, horror bias that we have in the academy then it's a recipe for disaster uh, so yeah that, that's my opinion of what happened to Tony that year even though he had the she had the support uh, from the critics and the people in general uh, it was also that, that it, that it was a very competitive year in lead actress, mm, so she mm. was probably the sixth option or the seventh option in most of those ballots uh, come Academy nomination morning. Uh, this year is different. Lupita maybe has more of a chance uh, than Tony or Florence Field because 
uh, and you say it's it's a commercial film. Uh, I don't know if it had if it had happened to any of, of you. You have bought the 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 Blu-ray of us. Uh, that when the movie finishes, it automatically begins the the special features. And I, it was funny because I was watching the film and I let the credit rolls and, and for a moment. I saw Jordan Jordan Peele talking to me. I was like, "What are you doing here?" I, I did the bottom two, two special features. What happened? So if they do, if they did that same strategy in their screeners, uh, I think it's gonna work a lot in Lupita and the movie's mm. favor because there are a lot of things in in those features that help you understand the difficult of doing this, the difficulty of doing this film, and. And how awesome the, the the final product is, you know. And Lupita's performance is amazing. Something uh, mm, mm. to you know to be. Uh, it, it's something that needs to win or at least get nominated. So hopefully, since this year the ladies' field is a little uh, weak compared to mm -hmm. the last three or four years, yeah. maybe she has a, a big chance. As for Florence. Maybe she doesn't get nominated for Midsummer, which is which is a shame. But she's getting a lot of great reviews from uh, Little Woman. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, there, there's a chance. Uh, the, the, yeah, the, <laughs> the, the issue with, with the us, us are already campaigning the you know, screeners. Screeners are already going out for us with a, with the screenplay. With the screenplay. Which, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, that is amazing. Yeah. It kind of tells you. I didn't get. A, that's where know, they a, focus. A, a, yeah, I didn't get a Lupita doll. That would have been nice. <laughs> but, you know, it was like... But I think that stands there in good stead. And I think... It, and the problem with Florence Pugh is A24. They've yeah. still not woken up yet. Uh, you know, the, if everything's there. They've got all that's... If you go on the website, the, the Guild site, uh, you know, the side of the site, everything's there. They're just not doing anything about it. And they did this last <laughs> year. You know, with, yeah. their, uh, with their great films all vanished, uh, they, they have to campaign. And they have to get yeah. another one. Not just for the summer, but there's about seven or eight films mm. that they're pushing mm. that can mm -hmm. do really well. Yeah, I forgot that detail about A24. Last year, they didn't do anything. That also didn't help uh, At the peak Tony of the as well. At the peak. Yeah. When yeah. It would have been a piece of cake from... They wouldn't have had to invest 30 million like Roma did at Netflix. You know, they, they, it would have been easy. But they just didn't bother. And they're not doing it again this year. I don't know what's happened to A24. I really don't. I, I, it's either, I, I think I read that there there is a change in their Oscar campaign manager or something like that, but that something has fallen off the last two years, definitely. Yeah. That, mm -hmm. that they used to be so great and yet, and they have the contenders. And I know mm -hmm. it sucks that, yeah, you know, it, it, it you have to campaign and that's a part of it. And if you don't do it, blah, 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 blah. But that that's the way it is now. That, that has been the way it's been for, a long a long decade you have to run a great campaign you have to know what you're doing and they're dropping the ball and they're going to do it again this year and it's so frustrating yeah it's a shame it is a shame i remember it happened to i can't remember the uh, battle of the sexes no oh, yeah i can't remember who it was who compared who was it fox it wasn't fox but anyway I think it was fox they're just yeah. kind of Dropped the ball on that. Like I remember the the Facebook page just stopped working. <laughs> They're just like forgive it. And that was a really good campaign to start with. You know the yellow posters and Emma Stone, Steve Carell's mm. campaign. Mm. And, 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 I, and I think Emma Stone would have got in had they carried on. Yeah. They just went. You know what? I'm not going to bother. And quite early as well, they were like, 
Nah. You know, uh, a shame, really. And, and it's happened in 24 now. The films are right there. Better contenders than last year. That's saying something. Sometimes there's something to be said for, I guess, waiting and holding back a little, but there's nothing wrong with getting in, at least just putting your toe in early, like getting those screeners out, like doing doing something, doing at least just a couple of ads, maybe not your full-on campaign in... But we're in, you know, we're starting to get to mid-November now. It's it's really getting to the point where, where, where things are really starting to heat up. But if you're not part of that conversation, you're going to get left behind. You're going to get forgotten. Something else is going to take your place from a, from a campaign... That, it, that does have its finger on the pulse. I just, I, I, the, these movies that are still to come in December, I don't take any of them seriously because I just feel like it, you're coming in too late and that doesn't really work anymore. This this idea of, well, we'll, we'll avoid the backlash and we'll avoid the, the front-runner status because we no one will see our movie until mid-December. And it's like, yeah, I don't think that actually works anymore. No, not Tell cats. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's not, they're, like, they're like, well, wait, well, wait, well, oh, shit, we've missed the deadline. Yeah. <laughs> 1917 next, feeling... it'll be that one next. Oh, shit, what? That's, yeah. That's the only one I still take serious. I still think, and I think that's being screened probably in the next fortnight, so yeah. it, it is coming, but yeah. I think that's the only one of these unseen films that I think could do a thing, and, and could potentially steal the whole thing. I mean, we don't. Necessar- I don't think we necessarily have a super strong front runner for the best picture. I think everyone's sort of saying different things at this point. Nothing is really leading the way. Um, who, what are the front runners now? Then? We can just quickly talk about that just to close. Is it the Netflix films? Or is, is Jojo Rabbit like a dark horse? Is there anything that's nailed? I still think Parasite is the dark horse. Um yeah. I know it has a lot of hurdles to overcome, like Roma did. The the, the foreign language element, the you know, it's it, that that is a big hurdle. As much as we we would like to think it's not, um, there are people in the academy who just who don't want to read subtitles. They don't. They they want to watch something in their own language, and you know, I I don't deride them for that. Like, yes, subtitled films require a little bit more it, but. Um, I think I think Parasite is a bit more uh, accessible than what Roma was. It, it, it's its story and its narrative is it, it's it, it's entertaining for, for 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 most of the film, and it's and it's funny and it's 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 a black comedy, but it's it's very it's impeccably made. And I I I, I, I have him to win best director at this point. Whoa. Um, yeah, I think it's it's got I think a screenplay as well. I think it's really good. Mm-hmm. I think, I think mm-hmm. when you talk about subtitles, I think with Robert it was like I'm not yeah. saying it was boring in a bad way, but I think it was a bit well, well nothing's happening. Whereas this yeah. is you want to read the subtitles because mm-hmm. every single line of dialogue is so magnificent that it mm-hmm. changes the story. And I think screenplay. Uh, I mean, would it be great if after Roma uh, this comes and wins the big prizes? Uh, I don't think there'd be anybody in the world that would say, oh, I don't deserve it. The only, I think the only thing that probably works against it is that it doesn't have might of a great studio behind it to go a great Oscar campaign. Yeah. I think in the US it's through Neon or who, whatever their name is. So yeah. uh, whether, whether they know how to run a successful campaign, because 
but they, I, I, I'm pretty sure they were behind Itonia. So mm-hmm. they, they, you know, so they yeah. know yeah, some somewhat how to do things. They couldn't get Itonia a best picture nomination. Um, it or was sort close, of nominations. Yeah, so it was very it was close. close. It was close because of them, though. Yeah. I think. I think Neon mm. pushed, and they've got um, uh, Portrait of a Lady on Fire as well. Yeah, which may yeah. contend because it's not going to be nominated for foreign language. I think I've got a feeling it's going to contend in some other cinematography, perhaps screenplay. I've not seen Marriage Story yet, but. I will have to wait because of where well, I live. I will have to wait for the Netflix, unfortunately, uh, unless I can get out of town. But we'll see. I've got that as number two at the moment. Yeah, I think yeah. It, it's very similar to. I mean, it's been a long time, but like ordinary people, it reminds me a lot of that. Um, but it's it's been a long time since like a familiar drama or Kramer versus Kramer. Obviously, we we haven't had something like that win in a very long time. Um, and uh, it, it's every element of that film is so well made. Um, and I think Adam Driver is just going to keep going. I really hope he can win. Um, and I think Scarlet is a strong contender as well. Um, it's got a lot of that behind it as well. It's got a lot of that. Yeah. Bank, the director is well established, but it's never been uh, yeah. credited. It's got a Driver, who's probably in every film over the last five years. Laura uh, <laughs> Dern, who's never won an Oscar, mm. always loved mm. doing it on TV. It's got a lot of pedigree that could carry it and it's you know everyone's loving the film as well regardless so and it's a it's an actor's film yeah. and i think they're really going to get behind it because it 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 really touches on uh the acting process because scarlett's character is an actress adam driver's character is a director it, it it's a it's about the industry in a lot of ways as well it's about the craft and it's about sort of the sacrifices that people end up making to their personal life uh, because of their professional life. Um, and I think it's going to speak to the actor's uh, branch as well as the director's branch, you know. And so if it can cover both those branches, like that's a huge amount of support. It, it reminds me very much of Birdman. Is Jennifer Jason Lee going to come and throw a mud <laughs> and, and ruin it? You know, that's not what happened. This happened. Well, uh, my choice for winning, uh, it should win Parasite. Uh, Parasite has united the world, film tour too. <laughs> so we deserve this. We need Parasite to win. It has influences of such great films. I, I, when I saw it, I immediately thought about the rules of the game, John uh, Renoir's classic. Yeah. Somehow, I, yeah, it, it reminded me of that film. And there are a lot of classic films that obviously influenced uh, Bong Joon-ho uh, to make this film, uh, even though the the idea is it's him, it, it's his. Sorry. Yeah, I think the parasite, obviously, just last thing I will say, and I think Doug's mentioned this before, it needs it needs a, a kind of an acting nomination, perhaps. You know, mm. and it's you've got really, if you think about, it, you've got some real great contenders there. And I think mm-hmm. it, you're spoilt for choice. You know, yeah. I think. I, yeah, I think it's best chance just looking at the categories because it would be very difficult to break into best actor um, yeah. because obviously it's it's so crowded. But I th- I think it, 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 supporting actress is probably the one of the lighter fields this year, um, and and I think we're all sort of sort of juggling. It's actually a, a little bit of a struggle to come up with five because there aren't. I wouldn't say there are five amazing supporting actress performances this year. So I think if Parasite 
wants to target one category, it should go down that path because either the mother or the daughter could potentially be considered supporting. Um, I, I wouldn't put either of them in lead. Um, so I, I would, I would put, I would, I think that's where they should focus their campaign. They should try and get a supporting actress nomination. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and Parasite can also get nominations in other areas, you know, production design, uh, mm-hmm. cinematography, um, Edited. sound mixing, editing. sound editing, yeah. film editing, edit of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It, it has a lot of great features. It's not only the picture in general or the acting or the screenplay. Or the directing, of course. It has a lot of lot more layers to it. And that's going to help it a lot in the end. And it, and it now has this narrative of the most, the highest grossing foreign language of the year. So that mm-hmm. that is a, a huge element to push that not only were critics loving this, but audiences, the ones who were able to go and see it, obviously it didn't get a huge release, but sold out sessions everywhere it played and, and, and a great box office result, I think... That just helps. That that was obviously the element that Roma didn't have because it was a Netflix film. It it, it didn't have any sort of box office success to push its push its uh, campaign. Whereas Parasite, it it shows that people are loving this film, and that's what the Academy should look to be representing. Um, 